I think I'm going to stay right here tonight because I feel so far away already. Um, so I count it a blessing to be here tonight. Um, my wife and six of our children. We had eight total. And uh, my oldest son didn't get home until a little later tonight. He got his permit for his ZDL today, and he was going to Blandon and wanted to share the good news with those there. So uh, I count it a blessing to be here. I, I've been studying this, les- this topic here for the last couple months since I spoke with John Reeser, and uh, I chose this because I, as a father, maybe struggle with this too. Because I wanted to learn what I can do to help raise my family. Um, so tonight we're going to be looking at a pastor's scripture that is a little different. Um, we might look at this one as something that um, we're going to look at looking at it in a different context. Um, but I want to open up with something that I think every parent sitting here tonight has dealt with. If you have had a young child, you've dealt with this scenario. It's a little lighthearted, and uh, so bear with me. It's a story of a young father and mother who have had a few children, young children between one and four. Now, there was a three-year-old boy who every Sunday in church just would not sit still quietly on the bench. This little boy would make noise, talk loudly, and think that it was an all-around playground. The father, week after week, would take the little child out, talk to him about the importance of sitting still in church and come back, come back in. Most Sundays, spending more time out of the service than in the service. This particular Sunday, the little boy is more unsettled than normal. The father leans over and says, if you don't sit still, I'm going to take you out to the bathroom and spank you. This startled the little boy and the look on his face kind of said it all. He was not normally spanked before, but the look on his father's eyes was saying that his father meant it. A few moments went by, and the little boy quickly forgot what his father had said and began to act up again. So the father picked him up and turns to exit the bench and go back the center aisle towards the back of the church. When all of a sudden, the little boy shouts, pray for me. The father at this point, frustrated by the boy's actions, cracks a smile. Does he follow through with what he told the child was going to happen, or does he let the child dictate his actions? I can say for certainty that I have spent, it felt, more times out of the service than inside the service. We've had, we've had, we have eight children, and there are Sundays where it's like, thankfully that phase is moving on. Each phase, each, each chapter of life has its precious moments. Um, something to think about as we look at uh, God's Word tonight, I have a lot of scripture, um, because there are many books out there that are how to, raise a, how, how to Raise a Child, parenting books. And uh, we have the book we need. Um, so the, uh, the topic was Confusing Love and Leniency in Parenting. And I want to ask the question, what is love? And Webster's is saying love is a strong feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection such as for a parent to a child. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and love never fails. As a parent, as as a husband and a father, I love my children. I would do anything for them. Does that mean discipline? Does that mean allowing them to make some hard choices that 
I can see where it's going to end in the long run, but allowing them to make that choice because that's their choice. I, I have to let go as a father sometimes and allow them to fa- fail. We're going to look at a pastor scripture tonight of, of a young man who was given that choice and, and he did, uh, he, he, he failed. Question, I have many questions in here tonight because I wanted, I wanted to get our minds stirred up um, to think about how we would react in certain situations as parents, as grandparents, um, to not just, we're, we're kind of all in this battle together and you have one chance at raising your children. Um, <clears throat> so the question is what did Jesus show to others as he ministered to them? He showed love. There is many, many pastors of scripture of Jesus being the prime example of a father showing his, his children love, showing his sheep love. First <clears throat> John 3.16, we know that verse, but in there it is an action. Me as a father, I have to show my children that, hey, I'm willing to do whatever for you because I love you. <clears throat> Another question I had, is love difficult to show? Especially when you see what comes down the road and if the correct path is not chosen. I'm sure I've made choices in my life where my parents were like, ah, Reuben, don't do that. But yet they allowed me to do it anyway because I was, they showed me leniency. <clears throat> the next question was, what is a parent? And according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, a parent is a person who brings up and cares for another. And I was thinking about this. We have uh, an adopted daughter, and uh, a parent can take on the role of bringing in another child that is not theirs biologically. That is, that's love. Because you have no idea what that history of that child is. But yet you bring them in and you love them no matter what. You bring them in and you love them as one of your own. Um, so there's many, many uh, facets of, of a parent. <clears throat> a couple more questions, and I'm sure each of us have the answers to these three. And children, there's some youth here that can maybe answer this, the last question. First question is, is parenting always easy? If anybody here that says parenting is easy, please raise your hand. I need to talk to you afterwards. The next question, do parents always make the right choices or decisions? I can say for myself, I have not made the right choices or decisions sometimes. I fail. And, and I've had to go to my children and say, you know what, I messed up. And they need to see us as fathers. I'm gonna use my, me as an example. They, they need to see us as fathers as being able to come back to them and say, my dad loves me. And he's doing this in, in a way of, of showing leadership. This question may be for the youth. That question is, do you think you can make the best or the right decision that your parents have made or will make? Put yourself in your parents' shoes and think of the decisions that they are making for your behalf and the immense weight of the world that is on your parents to make the right decisions. It is not easy to make the decisions of a parent sometimes. We're going to be looking at Luke 15. We're going to be starting at verse 11, and this is the parable of the lost son. But as I was reading this, I was was drawn to this chapter, drawn to these verses because of the father's response. His response to his son and, and everything that happened in giving the inheritance and his response at the end of the chapter. We're going to be looking at Luke 15, starting at verse 11. 
And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into, the, into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his bellies with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will rise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again, and he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants, and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured the living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Now, I've, each one of us have read this passage of Scripture probably, probably dozens of times. But as a father, this really hit home to me what the father did here in these first few verses. I want to look at first what is leniency, the fact or quality of being more merciful or tolerant than expected. And then you can add clemency unto that. <clears throat> so the question that arose to me is, can I be lenient as a parent and still show love? Can I be lenient as a parent and still show love? Can you be lenient as a, as a mother and a father and still, so, and still show love to your child? <clears throat> in verse 11, I, I, I imagine myself as in the setting and the father is giving the inheritance to this young child. This young child, I say child, this young man comes to him and says, Father, I want my inheritance, I want to go, and I want to travel the world, whatever. And I put myself in the father's shoes. If my son came to me and said, Dad, I want my inheritance, I want to go travel, I want to do whatever, what is my response as a father? Do I say yes? Do I say no? 
do I take time to think about it? This is a big decision. Jonathan, Zachary, Travis, all my boys, Jonah. These are big decisions, not just something I hand out, not just something I give out. So I put myself in this father's shoes, and in, in verse 12, in looking at the younger son, what was driving his motivation to go to his father? Was it greed? Was it looking at what the world has to offer and wanting every bit of what the world has? You look at social media, you look at advertising, and the billions spent on advertising to pull everyone away from the Word of God, from, from reality. And I imagine these billboards were hanging up, and, so to speak, and this young man was being so pulled in, and that, I want to go. So what do I do as a father? What would you do as a father? Just putting it out there. Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 to 8, And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be, a frontlets, shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. These two boys were raised the same way. I'm sure none of you parents... None of us have favorites. We love this child as much as we love this child. We love this child. There is no favorites. So, therefore, in raising each child the same way, the same upbringing, teaching, biblical teaching to each child, both boys had, were given the same upbringing. But both boys had a choice. Now, I go to the heart of the father. Did the father know his sons? Do I know my boys? Do you know your children? And as a father, I, I have a pretty good inclination when my boys come to me. Hey, Dad, how you doing? I want to go out with Bill and Josh and the youth guys. We want to go bowling or whatever it is. Do I, do I give in? They want, they're coming to me to seek permission. Your children are coming to you to seek your blessing, to seek your permission. Some of it's okay, some of it's not. But as a parent, do I give in? Hey, go have fun. I just, this really hit me as I wondered what the father pondered when his son came to him. We always look at what the son says and what the son does. But we don't focus on what the father's reaction is and what he did. He could have said no. He could have gotten upset. He could have gotten angry at his son for even asking. He could have disowned his son, which in turn would have had tragic consequences for generations. The father could have said, you are not man enough or mature enough to handle such great responsibility. I've heard in situations where a son wants to go to another church, and this is real-life situation. And the father sees this church as a more progressive or liberal or however you want to say it. In trying to keep his son from going away to another church, the father would threaten to take back the farm that he just bought for his son. Where is the love in that? Where is the leniency in that? As a father... I love my children. 
Have they made perfect mistakes? Have, have they made mistakes? Yes. Have I made mistakes? Yes. I, as a father, I feel I've made more mistakes than my children. So I should show them grace. I should show them mercy because I've been shown that mercy. But to want to take back a farm because your son wants to go to another church, I feel it's going to push that child so far away that they may never want even want to come to talk to you for any counseling or anything. Father-son relationship. This is real. That has happened in the last five years in our area. I pray that's not happening here. I pray we're not putting boundaries on our children that push them so far away that they never want to be part of our family. They never want to come home. Isaiah 54, 13, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and, shall, and great shall be the peace of thy children. This, this young man, and there's, see, this is a parable. We don't know the rest of the story. We don't know what happened before this. We don't know what happened after this. But was this young man at peace? We know he wasn't in, in the middle of this chapter here, um, verses 14 to 16. We know he was distraught. He was at his, his rope's end. <clears throat> Proverbs 15.10, it says, Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof. We've heard of this one here already, Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I wondered, as this father brought his boys up, as he trained them up from little on up, he instilled in them the foundational truths that they needed, and the one just decided to go a different path. It's okay. Children make decisions. Sometimes as father, my boys make a decision, or I make, my, my daughters make a decision. Hey, is that the right choice? Are you sure that's what you want to do? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Dad, Dad, it's fine. I, I. Okay. We'll have a conversation later. I love my boys. I love my children. And they know I pick on them, so it's all right. A question as a dad or as a parent as a parent, is it hard to watch your children struggle or stray? Is it hard to watch your children struggle or stray? And I imagine this dad, as he gave his son his inheritance, as he's sitting on the porch, I'm going to use that analogy, he's sitting on the porch of the house, and his son goes out the driveway and down the road. Did the dad have regret in giving his son the inheritance? Just a thought that went through my mind. He could have said no. He said, son, I think you need to work. I think you need to stay here. And I think we need to get a bit more foundation before you leave. As a parent, is it hard to watch your children struggle or stray? There's a, there's a line between love and leniency sometimes that I think is confusing because we, we don't want to see our children hurt. We don't want to see them in pain because we love them. But sometimes, as a parent, pain brings back Brings them back around. <clears throat> Verses 13 and 14 here, um, and, the, the, and I'll read those again. And not many days after the younger son had gathered all together and took his journey into far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. All this time, I'm going back to the father. He continued in prayer. I can imagine as as... as I know my, my parents, when they were raising me, trying to raise me right, there was many nights of prayer. I, I was out with young guys. They didn't know where I was back then. Back then, we didn't have the technology of today. 
we went out Friday nights and we didn't show up till Sunday morning sometimes. We were playing softball Saturday afternoon and games and my parents didn't know where I was. But they, I know they prayed for me. I know they cared for me. I know they loved me. As the son struggled, the father, because of his great love for his children, I can't imagine that he did not pray for them. That he did not tell his family, hey, let's pray for our brother. Proverbs 29, verse 17, Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give thee light unto thy soul. Leniency is the father letting go. And as a father, let me use this father in the parable here, as a father in this parable loved his son, but his son had made a choice. As a father, love in the midst of our children's choices sometimes hurts. My dad had told me stories of his growing up. And his, his dad, my grandfather, passed away about 10 years ago now. His, 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 my grandfather was very, very forceful, use that word. And my dad said, I vowed to myself that I was not going to do to you guys, as far as discipline, what he did to me. Am I still okay to discipline my children and not live in fear of... Sometimes we as parents, we hear stories and we, oh, my, my dad did this, and but you're not your dad. You're not your mom. Choices are hard. You only have one choice to raise your child. Sometimes leniency and letting go, letting your child go, there's love in that because you love them so much, they're going to have to make their, their choices on their own. But you love them so much that you will continue to pray for them. You will get on your knees and pray for them. You will fast for them. As a father, there's been times in my life where some of my children have made a choice that I think wasn't right, but it turns out they grew from it. It brought them closer to God. So who am I to question God? My children grow through their mistakes, and I grew in my mistakes. So in seeing my children grow, draws him closer to God. In this instance here, this brought him, this young man or this man back to the father. See, in, in looking at this passage of scripture, I wish I knew the age of the man. Because sometimes, if we knew the age, we'd be like, well, that person should have known better. That person should have had some understanding. That, sh that person should have been mature. But we don't know his age. I have a question, did Eli love his sons Hophni and Phinehas? We're just small bunny trail, but did Eli love his sons Hophni and Phinehas? I have no doubt he didn't love, I have no doubt he loved his sons. Did he know what his sons were doing? In, in what is it, 1 Samuel 2, everyone knew what Eli, Eli's sons were doing. So in not correcting his sons was he showing them love he was complicit in what they were doing and in the end we know what happened 
Proverbs 28, verse 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Don't cover for your children. That's difficult because we don't want to see our children suffer. But as a, as a father, in being loving and lenient at the same time, I will not cover for sin. That's between them and God. But it is my job as a father, as the authority given to me by God, to, to let them recognize that what they're doing is wrong. It's up to them to make the right choice. But as parents, we cannot cover, let's not cover uh, or allow them to continue in that. <clears throat> I, I've seen, I've heard some parents say, well, they're just, they're just young and they're growing. In doing so, you have enabled that child to get in their mind or believe in their mind that it is okay to continue doing what they're doing. And I can say it will only get much, much worse because you've allowed it as a parent. So as much as I like to be lenient, I have to show them love. And showing them love sometimes means discipline, harsh discipline, discipline that none of us like, but discipline is, is needed. <clears throat> this was more for the children, but it's Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In being loving and being lenient, and knowing the difference and, and when to be loving and lenient, uh, we as fathers, I'll use myself as an example, I cannot provoke my children to anger. Do I go to them and, hey, let's sit down and let's talk about what happened. And, yeah, there's going to be some consequences, but you need to understand where I'm coming from as a father and my authority. Do we all, all parents, fathers, mothers, we all have authority given to us by God to oversee our children. And you have one chance at it. And I can tell you from personal experience that that time flies by so quick, so quick. My oldest is 20, be old. I'm gonna read Psalms 127, one through five. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for, for so he giveth his beloved sheep Lo, children are, are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Now, I read that verse again Saturday, because I was preparing, I gave this message Sunday morning to Blandon. I, I read that, that chapter, or that, those couple verses Saturday, and, I'm blessed to have my quiver full. I have eight children. Seven biological, one adopted. I have eight children. They're all my children. It is my job as a dad to make sure their arrows, their, their broadhead is being sharpened. It is up to your job as a parent to make sure they are sharpened and ready to go out into the world. You can have arrows in, in, in your quiver, and they could be target arrows, and they could be broadheads, and they could be expandables, whatever they are. I'm sorry, I don't archery hunt much. But... They have to be sharp. So as a father, 
Am I sharpening my children? Are you sharpening your children for what's ahead of them? The world is a dangerous, dangerous place. <clears throat> James 3, verse 17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Parents, we can show our children in a loving way that despite their wants and desires that we know what's best for them. And in doing so, we do not provoke our children to anger. We do so in a peaceable way. I've, I've, I have a repair shop, and I have customers coming in every week, every day. And there, are, there was a lady in there today, and I was in the shop, and we have a door before, in between the shop and the office. And I heard this screaming. It's like, what is going on? I mean, we're a repair shop. So I walked in, and there was uh, a mother and a daughter, and uh, the grandmother was using the restroom, and the mother was provoking the daughter. The mother was picking on the daughter, causing her to scream. I walk in, and it stops. Now, I, I pick on my children. Some. My boys are getting too big to pick on anymore. But to provoke your child to scream, to anger, that's not love. That's not love. I, I struggled with that all afternoon. I was like, why would a parent cause their child to get so angry with them, to so, so fired up that they would do that? Let's not cause our children to, to run away, uh, to get angry. <clears throat> Verse 20 here in this chapter. And he arose and came to his father. Stop right there. This young, this young man, this, this man, through all that he went through, took the inheritance, he, he lived with pigs, he, he had nothing else. Where does he turn back to? He turns back to his father. My dad passed away three years ago. I would do anything to have him to talk to, mainly because his wisdom and just to, my father. But this young man, he turns back to his father. Why? Why would he turn back to his father when his father just gave him everything he had, all his inheritance and everything? Because he turns back to the one man that loved him, that showed him love, that he trusted. The next part of this verse, I was reading this and it was getting me all fired up and bubbly and emotional and it says, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And I can imagine the father sitting there on his porch with big old binoculars and he is waiting for his son to come around that bed. My son is coming home. He never stopped loving him. He showed him, he showed him love and leniency in letting him go. And that's the hard part. But he also showed him tremendous love in running to him and welcoming, welcoming him home. As a dad, I just got me, got me worked up. <clears throat> so we, then we look at verse 22. It says, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. So I wondered in these, in these verses, though, as I was studying this, 
and this is thoughts in my own mind, was the father too lenient in letting him go in the first place? I mean, as a father, in trying to think rationally about this, I would say so. But as a father, if my child did the same thing, what would I do, or would I do as this father did? Would I make a feast? Do I have the same love for my children as Christ has for me and has shown me? Would I open the front door to the house and say, come on in, the table's ready? Because I love you no matter what. It hurts to me, it hurts me to let you go. It hurts me to, to give you your inheritance and to let you go. But as a father, I welcome you back because I love you. Parenting, I shared Sunday at Blandon that, I mean, we have, a, we have a gentleman at our church who's a lumberjack and we have excavators and we have all these men who are fairly strong men and they do manly things. But they are loving fathers. They are lenient fathers when they have to be. Parenting is one of the most difficult jobs out there. I think it is the most difficult job out there. I look at this parable myself, and I, I think there are times when I think that I should have been a little bit more lenient. There's times when, when my wife and I had first had children that I think I was a little too hard. And I was a little too firm. And I say, hey, now as I get older, I look at situations and I'm learning. I'm sure you parents are learning each and every day. When to be lenient. If, if the child throws a fit in the store, what do you do? You don't need to answer that. When your son, on purpose, throws a ball through the window, what do you do? When your son is speeding and he gets a ticket, what do you do? All scenarios that, that do happen. And I can't speak on the ticket thing because I had my license. Well, I still have it, but uh, I was young once too, so. Proverbs 17, 6, children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of children are their fathers. And children are such a blessing to us. And I don't take any of our children for granted. I don't take any of their, their quirks or whatever, however you want to say it, for granted. Um, each, each, I, I find it a tremendous blessing when a child comes to me and says, Dad, what does God's word say about this? I know I messed up here, but how can I not do that again? How can I have victory in that? That shows love to our children. Youth, do you look up to your parents? Do you look up to your parents? Do you recognize the incredibly hard job they have of trying to make the right decisions for you and trying to guide you through life and trying to keep you from the snares of the devil? look at verse 25 and I had to empathize with the son the older son here it says now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew nigh to the house he heard music and dancing and one would think that he's his older son he would know that his dad's gonna have a party then we look at verse 26 and he called on his servants and asked what these things meant and he said unto him thy brother is come and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. 
And what is the heart of the oldest boy? In verse 28, he says, And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. It's like, son, I love you. Let's talk about this. What is going on? In verse 29, he answers his father and he, he said, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed. I ate at my, at, I, I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured the, thy, thy living with harlots, thou hast killed him the fatted calf. Now, human nature kicks in, and we as adults, we can, I think we can empathize with the oldest boy. We can see what's going on. His father and mother taught both of these boys the same. They raised them the same. But human nature kicks in when the father gives the inheritance to the young man, the man, he goes away, and the oldest boy is left to work, to be patient on his inheritance. And the young man, the, the, the youngest comes home, and the father throws the party. And I think we can all empathize with the oldest child. But in verse 31, again, this is the heart of the father. This is the one, this is the love part that's coming out of the father. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Son, don't worry. I love you. Everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. In verse 32, it says, It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. I have four siblings. My youngest brother has struggled with alcohol for 20 years. He was in prison for six months, uh, multiple DUIs, and he had totally turned his back on God for the last 15, 20 years. And I've told him many, many times, hey, I, I don't, you know where I stand with your addiction. But as a brother, I love you no matter what. I show, because my, my, my dad is not here to tell him that. I know my dad loves him. But just here in this last year, in this last six months, he wants to go to church. He wants to have that relationship with a Heavenly Father again. So I was lenient enough to let my younger brother go when I could have done more, but he knows that I, as a brother, I love him. In spite of the bad choices he makes. And the, 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 this Luke 15 and this father, he knew, he had to know his son's heart. He had to know that his son was going to go and do what he did. As a father, you know your children's heart. They're just going to go and it's on them. Sometimes we just need to show love. Sometimes we just need to love no matter what. The hardest part is knowing when to be lenient and when to be loving. Actually, we should always love. The hardest part is being, knowing when to be gracious. The final part there in verse 32, though, it really shows what the heart of this father had for his boys. 
31 and 32. And as a father, I can empathize, empathize with the whole situation um, with past experiences in my own life. Say, hey, dad, my dad let me go. And I made some poor choices years and years ago. But I will do my best as a father to show my boys, to show my children, hey, this might not be the direction you want to go because this is the consequences of those actions. And I love you no matter what. I will be gracious enough to let you go. I will be lenient enough to let you go. But this is what's going to happen if you do that. Parents, the hardest part of showing true love is to tell your children, or to, to show your children the warning signs of where they're headed. Pull them aside and say, hey, uh, are you sure? I love you no matter what, but are you sure that's the direction you want to go? Proverbs 22, verse 6. I think I mentioned this first, but I'm going to close with it. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That goes from a child to a young adult to a parent. That sticks with you from, from little on up. I have no guidebook other than God's word as far as how to raise a child. And I've made many, many choices, many, many wrong decisions myself. But the hardest part of being a parent is to show leniency when needed. Let them go. You're going to love them no matter what. As a father, as a, as a mother, you're going to love them no matter what. I love each of my children tremendously. Um, looking back, would I have done what this father did in this parable? Ask yourself that question here tonight. Would you have done what this father did in this parable? Would you have let that child go, let that son go? Or would you have held on to those apron strings so tight? You know, I know what's best for you. So loving sometimes is letting go. That's the hardest part. I know it's a different take on Luke 15, but I, I really think that the heart of parents, the heart of mother and father, is ultimately just show your children love. They will, they, they will ultimately come back to you. Be lenient when you have to. You will know. Listen to the Holy Spirit's leading. And think of this parable sometime if the need arises. Because I was tremendously challenged myself on am I making the right choices as a father in allowing my boys to do this or allowing my girls to do this? Am I, really, am I willing to let them go? I love them no matter what. Let's have a word of prayer. <clears throat> Father, we are very, very grateful for the truth of your word. I just pray each one of us tonight have looked at Luke 15 in a different way. The heart of a father, what it means to be lenient, and what it means to show love at all times. Father, give us the direction we need as parents, as grandparents, whoever we are here tonight, that we know when to be gracious and loving at all times. Just thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for our guidebook scripture, and I just bless each brother here, sister here tonight, and all the children. Thank you for this body of believers, and bless them in a special way as they go forward. And just again, thank you for our fellowship this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn our time on a little.